Saturday morning words and coffee. Lots of joy going on in the sports world as sports has really cranked up since the lockdowns uh, slacked off quite a bit. I've been enjoying watching it too and watching all the prizes getting handed out and the people celebrating and it got me thinking as I guess I'm a bit of an Eeyore. (laughs) It got me thinking about the poem The Patriot by Robert Browning which deals with glory and how fleeting glory can be and you have to beware when you hear the the people chanting your name, that they might be chanting it in another way a year from now or something. So you have to be careful of ego and pride and believing perhaps uh, the press clippings too much. So I'm going to take a, a look at Robert Browning's The Patriot, which he calls an old story underneath the title. And it's such that in Browning's day back in uh, Victorian poetry, In Queen Victoria's day, the 1800s, Browning understood that glory could be fleeting just as all the way back to the Romans and as far back as you care to remember, uh, it's fleeting. And I'm sure today's sports figures, politicians, right on down to you and me, understand that glory can be fleeting and we have to guard against it. Pride comes before the fall and all that stuff. So here's Robert Browning's uh, poem, The Patriot. I think it's actually quite an entertaining poem. It's very cinematic. It's a dramatic monologue, as Browning wrote a lot of those. and I believe it's very cinematic and a lot of very uh, visceral imagery. So we'll read the poem, and then we'll take a look at it. I'll set the stage, as I like to do, because sometimes it can be confusing to jump into the poem if you don't really understand the language too well. But uh, someone has... uh, Someone is heading towards something bad, perhaps the hangman's noose, and they're recalling how people loved them only a year before. And here we go with uh, The Patriot by Robert Browning. It was roses, roses all the way, with myrtle mixed in my path like mad. The house roofs seemed to heave and sway. The church spires flamed such flags they had a year ago this very day. The air broke into a mist with bells. The old walls rocked with the crowds and cries. Had I said, good folks, mere noise repels, but give me your son from yonder skies. They had answered, and afterward, what else? Alack, it was I who leaped at the sun to give it my loving friends to keep. Not man could do have I left undone. And you see my harvest, what I reap this very day now a year is run. There's nobody on the housetops now, just a palsied few at the windows set. For the best of the sight is, I'll allow, at the shambles gate, or better yet, by the very scaffold's foot I trow. I go in the rain, and more than needs a rope cuts my wrist behind, and I think by the feel my forehead bleeds, for they fling whoever has a mind stones at me for my year's misdeeds. Thus I entered, and thus I go. In such triumphs, people have dropped down dead. Paid by the world, what dost thou owe me? God might question. Now instead, tis God shall repay. I am safer so. That's the Patriot from Robert Browning. As I was saying before, we took a look at it. It's an old story, as Browning himself says. Uh, So old, in fact, that if you go looking for it online, you're going to find 
a million links where it's all broken up into pieces and people try and explain it, as I guess I'm about to do briefly. Uh, it's a very, very heavily analyzed poem, but most of the analysis comes down to about the same thing, and I think it's a very approachable poem. He opens with roses, roses all the way, if you're ever curious where that saying came from. Uh, people throwing flowers at him, or as an IndyCar, a Formula One driver might have uh, flowers over their neck, or a winning horse with flowers. We tend to throw flowers at people when they've done a good job. We hand them flowers when they graduate from things, uh, but those flowers can turn into hemlock down the road. Uh, he says, the church spires flame since flags they had a year ago this very day. We can imagine the poet, uh, the speaker, going through a parade, being welcomed home from some great deed. Uh, he goes on to say, Had I said, good folks, mere noise repels, but give me your son from yonder skies, they had answered, and afterwards, what else? So they would have given him the key to the city. They would have given him anything. We get to a, a metaphor here for the Icarus myth, where he says, Alas, it was I who leaped at the sun to give it my loving friends to keep. Just as Icarus uh, attempted to fly to the sun on the wings made with wax, and he ended up having a fall, so did the poet. He says, uh, Not man can do have I left undone, and you see my harvest, what I reap this, this very day, now a year, is run. So I, sometimes I imagine this is like a year of hard partying and, and acting the fool and getting out of line and then finally committing some heinous crime, some act, uh, and just believing his own press and thinking he's all that and finding out that he's not all that. And people are looking for you to be ripe for a fall when they've built you up too high. He goes on to say that the only people watching at the windows anymore are the people that couldn't walk, the palsied few. Uh, they can't make it down to see him be hanged. He mentions the shambles gate here. Shambles is an old word for a slaughterhouse. And so he's using the shambles gate as a metaphor for where he is indeed headed for the slaughter. Uh, goes on to say that instead of, he hearkens back to the flowers being thrown with the roses, roses all the way, but instead it's, it's stones this time. My forehead bleeds, for they fling whoever has a mind stones at me for my year's misdeeds. And finally he gets to the, uh, the end where he's probably facing the noose. And he says that God says to him, uh, Paid by the world, what dost thou owe me? God might question. Now instead, tis God shall repay. I am safer. So this is an allusion to uh, Deuteronomy. In the book of Deuteronomy, we find uh, the Lord saying in the scripture, Vengeance is mine. And that is later quoted in Romans, which is more apt uh, for this uh, poem, where in Romans he says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. You'll find that down through literature, what you tend to find is people saying that vengeance is mine, as in the person can take vengeance. That's not the point. It's supposed to be the opposite. The Lord is saying, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, so leave the person alone. Don't become evil like them. Don't take revenge. It matters to this poem because that's exactly what's happening here where God is saying to the poet, uh, pay by the world, what dost thou owe me? God might question. Now instead, tis, tis God shall repay. I am safer so. So what he's saying there is by the time he gets to wherever he's going in the afterlife, God might be standing there saying, you know, you've paid enough by these people flinging rocks at you and tearing you down for this past year. Uh, so he's in safer hands with God because at least he probably is going to get a fair judgment 
and maybe God will even take some pity on him for having people having taken so much vengeance upon him. Uh, you can find that line, actually. Mickey Spillane used it as a title of a Mike Hammer novel. It's a good title, Vengeance is Mine. Of course, Mike Hammer doesn't mean it in the uh, religious way. <laughs> he means it in the Vengeance is Mine way of Mike Hammer. So, upshot is, uh, stay humble and watch out for glory, watch out for pride, because it could end and people can take great pleasure, uh, especially today it seems, although they always could, as we've said, but in the age of social media and stuff, it can happen extremely quickly, where someone is riding high and then something they said 10, 20 years ago comes out and all of a sudden they're, they're wiped off the internet and they have to explain themselves and stuff. So maybe take a minute before casting judgment and remember the patriot and remember that uh, glory is fleeting. If not for others, then could be for yourself. And we'll uh, catch you next time on Saturday Morning Words and Coffee.